What do you need in order to be attractive to women? How do you become the most interesting and most desired guy in the room? Is it looks, money, muscles, penis size? It's neither of those. Well, last one wouldn't hurt. But in order to be a monster at attracting women and people in general, you just have to be good at four things. You master these four things and you will be unstoppable. I'm talking about the world will be yours and everything in it. What are those four things? Let's find out. Welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo J. Rosario, and this is episode four, where you're going to learn the four skills you need to be able to attract any woman and become the most interesting person in any room you walk into. Let's get into it. So let's talk about it. This is what we all work for, isn't it? This is what we all dream about. We dream about being able to walk into a room super smooth like James Bond, have heads turn as we're walking by. The manager, the owner comes up to us, shakes our hand and says, hey, your table's ready. Glad you're here. It's been a while. I'm so glad that you're back. When you're looking around, you see women that they're all eyeing you, checking you out up and down. You walk up to one of them. You engage her in conversation. You're laughing. You're flirting. You're going back and forth. At the end of the night, she's asking you, what are you doing later? Who are you with? And can I get your number? And is this desire that led me and I'm sure you to search the internet for how to talk to women. And the reason why we did this is because no one taught us. Let's be real. This is not something that exactly taught to us men growing up. I mean, yeah, we're probably taught how to change a tire. Maybe we're taught barely how to write checks and how to do our taxes. But one thing that we are not properly taught, if at all, is how to talk to women how to get them to like us. We need a guide, we need a recipe book, we need a playbook. And that's why books like The Game have been so valued by men all across the world because it was a roadmap from going from strangers to lovers in as little as 10 minutes. 20 minutes for the average guy, three to five if you're a superstar. But it was great because it was a repeatable process. It was something you can count on. It solved a major issue for guys all over the world, which was getting women to like them. I remember my first time using this. I remember being in college when I found out this information. I remember using the hack of bi-language. And in the book, it said that when you are talking with women, turn your body away from them when you're talking with them. Because this communicates that you're not thirsty. You're not a desperate guy that you have somewhere to be. Now, when I did this, I was thinking, this is dumb. This is awkward to be talking, facing away from someone. That's not how you talk to someone. But I gave it a try. And slowly but surely, the woman I was talking to started inching closer to me started engaging more with me. And I was like, holy shit, this works. This actually works. And I'm sure you had the same experience when you read something on the internet, you gave it a try, even though you were nervous, but then when it worked for you, you're like, wow, like this, this world is real. I can actually get women. This is fantastic. But here's the problem that I ran into. I don't know if you ran into the same thing. Once you dive into this world, it starts to get really complicated and there's too much to remember. There's like, first you gotta say this, then you gotta move like this, then you gotta make sure to do this while remaining this, but if this happens, then you do this. It just got to the point where you just get 
too too much in your head, too overwhelming. And on top of that, guys are trying to plan for every contingency. If she says this, I need a plan for this. If she says that, I need a plan for that. But what if I catch her in this situation? This changes. It just got too much to remember. That's not to say that this stuff didn't work. It worked beautifully. But when you were out and about and you were talking with women, it caused us to get paralyzed. It caused me to get paralyzed, to overthink this and try to be too perfect. And it just ended up ruining everything. A client of mine, actually, that I've been working with, there was a time where we literally wrote out a whole playbook for him to do from start to finish. Literally, this is what you say. This is what you say next. This is how you transition. This is what you ask. This is how you move your body. We literally ran through the whole thing like a perfect script. And I looked back and I was like, all right, what did I really do? If I can make it simple, if I could dumb it down, make it really easy for someone to follow, what did I do? And I narrowed it down to four things. And honestly, it's actually two things because one of them, you just do it once and you don't have to do it again. And the second one, happens on its own. It happens passively. So technically, you just have to really be good at two things. But all in all, four things I narrowed it down to. And that's this. Looking good, giving value, social proof, and flirting. Let me get into them. So let's first start with looking good. I remember being in a random mall in New Jersey. And as I was walking by, I passed by this suit store. It was this jacket that caught my eye. It was a red velvet jacket. I never seen anything like it. It was sexy, sophisticated, gave off James Bond vibes, and I immediately had to have it. I walked in the store, I asked the clerk for it, and I put it on, and it was my size. How perfect. Like, that was a sign. If that's not a sign, get this jacket now, I don't know what is. And so I bought the jacket, and then I wore it out. And when I wore it out, let me tell you the power of the red velvet jacket. I mean, this is a jacket that gave birth to the whole red velvet movement. I got so much attention. Guys were coming up and saying, hey, nice jacket, bro. I love your jacket. And women came up and were starting conversations with me and hitting on me. And I wasn't even doing anything. It was the jacket. And the jacket still works to this day. It's funny. I actually gave my jacket to my brother when we went out one night. And I did the same thing. The manager of the place came up to him, complimented him, bought him drinks. And then there were two women that came up to him and were touching the jacket and talking to him. It was like this jacket had magic powers. I I don't know what to tell you. But that's what I mean by looking good. And let me be very specific. I don't mean looking good per se in terms of being physically, aesthetically attractive. I mean dressing in a way that gets others to look at you and start a conversation with you. Dress in a way that you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, damn, I fuck myself. That's what I mean. And why is this important? A lot of guys, they don't take a lot of pride in their appearance. And I can already hear some guys out there saying, oh no, I don't want to take that much effort. People should just like me for me. No, you lazy bastards. Because here's the thing. Us humans, we're visual creatures. We get enticed based off what we see. And for as much of it sucks, we do judge a book by its cover. And dressing well will help you get judged favorably. Dressing well starts the conversation for you and sets an impression for you without you having to say a word. Because here's the way it works. When people see you, they automatically start making assumptions about you based off the way you're dressed. They either tell themselves you're just another regular guy, 
disregard you and continue moving on, no longer thinking about you. Or on the other hand, they tell themselves things like, oh, he must be funny. He must be confident. He must be good in bed. All of these things are, are assumed without you having to say a word, without you having to introduce yourselves. Because they are telling themselves this. It's not you. It's them who are telling themselves these things. They are more likely to believe it. They are more likely to take it as fact and be more receptive to it. As opposed to you coming up and saying, hey, listen, I'm a confident guy. I'm funny. I'm powerful. I've done well for myself. Everything's more believable when it's a person telling themselves that. By the time you approach, you no longer have to convince her of anything. You no longer have to convince her to like you because she already convinced herself. You're just walking up and confirming what she already thinks in her head. I remember being in Las Vegas recently for a boot camp that I was running. And I was walking around the casino helping out my guys. And then there was two women sitting down. And we're going to introduce ourselves. And one of the first things they say is like, hi, yes, I saw your jacket and I noticed you from before. We had not said a word to them. All evening, but already the jacket introduced us before we even said a word. It already set the impression and the work was already done. I no longer had to do much to try and convince her to like us. It already done for us. And so how do you do this? How do you upgrade your look so that way women notice you before you say hi? Well, I plan to do an entire episode on fashion where I'm going to detail on how to find your style, how to shop, how to set up your closet, and how to look good. But for the purposes of this conversation, I'll make it really easy, really simple. What I want you to do is I want you to find a character from a movie that you really look up to, whose style you resonate. And then the next thing I want you to do is to model it. See, you want it to be a character. You kind of want to dress like a character because you stand out. The average guy dresses to blend in. You want to dress to stand out. Now, I know you may not feel comfortable, and I'm definitely not telling you to dress like a clown and dress obnoxious. I'm telling you to dress in a way where someone saw you, they would be like, oh, he looks like something out of a story. And so with that outfit alone, you will turn heads. You will have people walking up to you. You will have people commenting on how you look. And like I said before, the one of the best parts about this is that once you figure out your style, you just have to figure it out once, and then you're pretty much set. You solve the first of the four skills, which is looking good. You don't really have to do it over again or redo it over and over. You just do it once, and it's pretty much set. So that is the fashion as a look part. Let's get into the second part, which is giving value. So what is giving value? What does it mean to give value? The way I always thought about it essentially is you're making them feel good. Why is giving value? Why is making people feel good important? Because at the core, People operate one way. What's in this for me? What am I getting out of this? It's really the only reason why humans do anything. I mean, why do we get a car? Because we get a certain value from the car, which is transportation. It's the same thing with conversation. Whenever we're talking with someone, in the back of our head, we're thinking, what am I getting out of this? Am I enjoying this? If we're not getting anything out of it, we feel like it's a waste of time and don't want to talk to the person. And so with that said, you want to make sure that the person that you're talking to is giving value. You want to make sure they give value in each and every conversation. And that value comes in the form of good feelings. If a person can leave a conversation feeling smarter, happier, excited, curious, intrigued, attracted, surprised, they will leave thinking, I got value from this conversation. I enjoy talking to this person. I want to keep talking to them. 
So how do you do that? How do you give value in a conversation? Well, one simple way to think about it is to make sure that your conversation has emotional weight to it. What do I mean by emotional weight? I mean that every time you say something, it triggers an emotional reaction. Nowadays, when guys talk, they talk like they're reading an instruction manual. They talk like they're just conveying information. I woke up today, I went to the store, I got groceries, I came back, I watched TV, then I checked my email, then I went to sleep. It's just very factual. There's no, it creates no emotional reaction as opposed to saying, when I woke up today, the sun was blasting my eyes. I look out my window and my neighbor, they were walking around their robe naked and I didn't want to say anything because I found it a little bit weird. But then when I went outside, this woman checked me up and down and I said, hey, listen, I'm not a piece of meat. You got to treat me with respect. And she laughed, but I liked it anyway because I'm a big flirt. I know I was talking fast, but that's just an example through that compared to the first description of the day. This one had a lot more elements that made you feel something on one level. And so when you do that, like that feeling that you got, you just got value from hearing that. And you want to think about when you talked with people, how are your conversations? Are they boring like this where no one really feels anything? Or do both parties leave laughing, intrigued, feeling excited, feeling surprised, having learned something? There was a client of mine that we were working together and he wanted me to read his text messages because he was not having luck with the ladies. And I read one of the messages. And in one of the messages, he says to a woman, hey, I have to end the conversation because I have an appointment that I have to get to. Is it okay if I message you tomorrow? And she goes, yes, sure, it's fine. And he says, thank you so much for your understanding. I appreciate your time. I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's an example of a conversation that lacks emotional weight. There's no value in that. She, you, know, you don't get anything out of that. Instead, what you want to do, just think about how can I trigger emotion? How can I say things that will get an emotional reaction? One of the best ways to do it is to trigger emotional reaction within yourself. Make yourself laugh. Talk about stuff that gets you excited. When you start talking from a place of excitement, then that energy starts to be contagious and starts to be caught on by the other person. You get what I'm saying? You following so far? The next one is I want to talk about social proof, the, the third skill to master social proof. And, the, and one of the best ways to describe social proof is like this, is when I was in Los Angeles, I went out with my friend Alex. We went out together to this place called the Edison. You're going to hear me talk about the Edison a few times because it's just one of the best places in LA. And we go out and we're going out together and we're mingling. We're talking with women and having fun. And then around the end of the night or so, there is a group of women that are sitting down. We go over and introduce ourselves. And I go, hi, I'm Pablo. This is Alex. Nice to meet you. What's your name? And then she goes, yeah, I saw you. Are you the manager or something? And I go, nah, we're just out here making friends. And she goes, oh, okay. And then later on that night, we end up getting pizza with the girls, with the women. And that's an example of social proof because the thing is she saw us talking to a bunch of other people. And that already started to put things in our favor. And so that is a perfect example of what social proof is. So what is social proof? For those that don't know, social proof it is a persuasion method that actually comes from the science of persuasion. But in a nutshell, it's when something is believed to be good because other people have vouched for it. For example, let's say you see a guy in the corner, he's by himself and he's sharpening a butcher knife. You would think he's creepy, possibly a serial killer. But if you see people around him applauding him, being excited, touching him, praising him, now you think, oh, he must be a famous chef. That gives you social proof that it's okay to escape 
on that ice that is sturdy enough, that is good enough. That is what social proof looks like. And the reason why it works is because humans are lazy as shit. <laughs> humans are constantly looking for shortcuts for ways to make decisions. And social proof is one of the ways they do it. What they do is that they see other people's opinion, they take other people's opinion experiences and use it as information that will help them decide whether or not they should invest in something. And it's the same thing in dating and relationships. I mean, why do you think you're more attractive when you have a girlfriend? Why do women come up to you when you're in a relationship? It's because some other woman has already vouched for you. She's already given a testimonial that you're a guy that's valuable and sexy enough and interesting enough to be in a relationship with. I mean, you can be the best looking guy in the world, but if you are by yourself, then women are gonna think there's something wrong. But if you're an average looking guy, but you're surrounded by a bunch of women, or you're seen talking to a bunch of people, they're gonna assume you must be important. There must be something special about you. And this principle applies even more when it comes to higher level networking. You'll start to see that the way to meet them and the way to start getting in with them is by knowing someone they already know, having someone else already vouch for you. At that level, their circle is small, and any new person coming in is gonna be seen with apprehension. But if, for example, they go, hey, Pablo, let me introduce this person to you. Or, hey, I saw you were talking to my good friend so-and-so. We have that mutual friend. They're more likely to accept you. They're more likely to talk with you because of that social proof. And mastering this and having this part of your skill set is necessary. And guess what? It's super easy to do. It's not difficult at all. All you have to do is just be seen talking to other people and having positive interactions with people. No one really needs to know what you said. They just need to see people smiling and being receptive while in your presence. When they see that, they'll start to compute in their head, oh, he must be pleasant. He must be funny. He must be great to talk to. He must be safe. And so what you want to do is that you just want to be seen talking to a lot of people. And like I said, it's done passively. You don't really have to think about it. It's really much done for you. And that's why I love this little aspect here. But it's something that you need to learn if you want to be great with women. Without it, you'll just be a really charismatic guy that's everybody's friend. I have a client of mine. He is a super talented man. It's super impressive. He speaks several languages. He could dance the tango uh, as well as other exotic dances, plays multiple instruments, has a lot going for him. And is at the center of a lot of, you know, parties that he organizes. Yet in the past, he was not having the type of success that he wanted when it came to women because he wasn't flirting. He was being that charismatic guy, but he wasn't throwing in that, that playful tension, that spice in that. He recently came to the boot camp in Las Vegas where we specifically worked on flirting. And now it's different for him. Now, the minute he started working on flirting, like the first time he started working on it, the woman said, hey, we should keep in contact. Let's exchange numbers. She was the one who offered it. Whereas in the past, that never really happened before because he learned this one skill. And so what is flirting? How can you define it? Simply said, it's playful teasing. It's banter. It's you know that playful back and forth where you're play fighting. And the reason why flirting works is because it engages people in a, in a way that being pleasant doesn't. The average guy, right? The average guy wants to be agreeable. He wants to be liked. So what does he do? He finds things in common, but that's boring. People are not attracted to boring. When you flirt, you present yourself sort of as a challenge, a fun challenge, something that's hard to get. And people want things that are hard to get. People like feeling challenged. People like 
feeling enticed. And that's what flirting does. And funny enough, hear me out, it even works when you're trying to make friends with guys. Because when you think about it, the guys that you really connect with are the guys that you really bust balls with. The guys who are just super pleasant and agree with everything you say, they kind of give off a needy, disingenuous vibe. But when you come across a guy who can be real and kind of playfully make fun of you, say, hi, loser, I can't believe you did that. Now you start to bond. I mean, think about the way you connect with your friends. You're essentially flirting in a way. And so the next question that inevitably comes up, well, Pablo, how do I flirt? How do I become a good flirt? Well, I got you. In the future episodes, I'm going to do a whole series on flirting. I actually have like a 12-hour course that I did on flirting. So I'm going to share that all with you on the podcast. For now, the easy way to get started on flirting is to go to YouTube and type in Craig Ferguson flirting. Craig Ferguson, he was an old talk show host, and he was known for flirting with his guests. And he is a master class on flirting. Watch him, study him, mimic him, but also use discretion because sometimes he may go a little too far and you don't want to get slapped. So definitely use discretion. And so with those four skills, looking good, giving value, social proof, and flirting, you have everything you need to be good at attracting women and being the most interesting man in any room you walk to, guaranteed. Because when you get in conversation, you're going to find yourself doing these four things. You don't have to worry about, say this, say that, turn your body this way. If you focus on mastering these four skills, if you focus on developing these four areas, you'll find yourself falling naturally into more fun, engaging conversations. You'll find that people are drawn to you. You'll find that men and women want to get to know you more. And you'll find that social situations are more fun. And this is what I want you to do real quick before we end this episode. And that's this. I want you to score yourself. I want you to score yourself on a scale of one to 10 with one being the lowest. I can't do this. I'm terrible at this. And 10, I'm a master at this. This is my bread and butter. And I want you to rate yourself on the four areas. How are you on your looks? Do you turn heads when you walk down the street? Do people compliment you on your appearance? Or do people walk right past you? Does no one mention anything? When it comes to giving value, how are your conversations? Are people engaged when you talk? Do people ask you questions? Are you constantly laughing in your conversation? Are you, are you excited? Are you exchanging emotions? Or, or are most of your conversations like this? Are they pretty boring? Next, on social proof, when do you find yourself talking to a lot of people? Are you seen talking to a lot of people? Or are you mostly by yourself most of the time? Lastly, and flirting. Can you not flirt to save your life? <laughs> or, or are you a beast? Are you known as a big flirt? I want you to scale yourself one to 10. How are you on these ranges? And then now you know the areas of where you need to improve upon. And if you want help improving on the weak spots, feel free to email me. Just send me the word help to pablo at pablojrosiro.com and I'll see how I can help you. But what you want to do is rate yourself, see where you're at and improve in those areas. And then slowly but surely, you'll see that as you work on those areas, women will start to respond men will start to get to know you and you will be the most interesting man in the room with that said i'm your host with the most pablo j rosario this is the red velvet podcast